Hey, thanks for listening to the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe podcast with LeVar Arrington, Jonas Knox, and myself, Brady Quinn. Make sure you catch us live weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern or 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. You can find your local station for the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe show over at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Yeah. Yeah, Brady. What's up? He's, he's <laughs> not on. with you on this. I mean, you, come you on, keep man. Try, you've tried every hour. It's, he's, he's not he with you. He does it for too long. It's just, it gets old. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. You've tried, you, you tried it. He, you, but you're a glutton, bro. Like, you, you, you knew he did it to you the last time. I mean, you, you, you tried know, it just, again. I just I want one of these days for him to not be too cool for me on the air. Just like, oh, like, wow. like let's be the same. All right, let let's be buddies here. Let's like, let's be the you know, same. yeah, come on, man. God. You know, we're both, uh, you know, what are we supposed to be talking about? Uh, it's mean, uh, two pros and a cup of joe yes, here, yeah, Fox Sports true. Radio. That's true. Uh, it's Lebar Arrington. <laughs> hey, that's how I feel. <laughs> this is me too, man. Look at me, Quinn, man. Uh, it's uh, Lebar oh, no. Arrington, Brady oh, Quinn, no. Jonas Knox. No. You're um, making it worse. <laughs> worse uh all right so we are going to uh hear Look from at uh, me quinn man yeah come on yeah that's the best all i got right. uh we're gonna take you all the way up through the end of the hour here uh you can listen on the <laughs> iHeartRadio app uh, on hundreds of fox sports radio affiliates um now uh we talked about uh the dallas cowboys situation uh mike mccarthy is talking trying to explain the uh the decision uh on the final play on sunday you've also got uh you know what went wrong uh his uh his status with the team if he's concerned about his job security troy aikman uh former uh, dallas cowboys great uh also the uh the lead analyst for fox during the nfl games uh he was not uh, thrilled having to do the uh eagles bucks game i would have loved to have done <laughs> the uh, cowboys 49ers game as he made it very evident but uh he was talking uh with the uh with the musers uh, via the ticket and had this to say about the dallas cowboys offense and just offenses in general when it came to the utilization of of C.D. Lamb this past weekend. Back when I was playing, and I hate going back to that point because nobody cares, but what I see around the leagues, not just Dallas, it was in Philadelphia, I've seen it with a lot of teams, that a lot of these offenses, they want to scheme things rather than this corner is playing soft, he's scared to death, just run the route tree, just run a comeback, run a, run a dig route, run a curl, run anything. And you're going to complete the pass whenever you want. Urban would have had 10 catches at halftime if they had played us the way that they played CeeDee Lamb. The game's not that difficult. If, if I've got a great player at wide receiver and a corner is playing him single coverage, throw him the ball. All right, so Brady Quinn, you're the quarterback on this show. Uh, does it make sense, or is this uh, is that day of the NFL long gone, and now it is all about scheming and uh, egos when it comes to offensive play calling? He is one thousand percent right. Um, there's too often times where they've made at times offenses seem more difficult than they need to be. Football is not rocket science. We know that. But even in regards to how we go about creating production and plays, it's almost like throwing to a single receiver, especially your best one, has somehow become not creative enough. Or it's like, oh, it's too easy. You know, I need more credit as a coach. It is the oddest thing, but whether it was, 
you know, Dallas this past week and watching them, you know, struggle to find ways of getting CeeDee Lamb more involved, you could have made the same case with Philadelphia. And I think that's really where this came from. Because remember, he was calling that game. It was Tampa Bay versus Philly. And you could hear his frustration during the game where they had one-on-one coverage on the outside all game. And for whatever reason, Philadelphia was reluctant to have Jalen Hurts throw to the outside when the cornerbacks for Tampa Bay at times were 10 yards off. And Todd Bowles was doing a really good job of mixing up pressures, mixing up how they were disguising coverage, yet the one constant was they were just playing off on the outside, putting those cornerbacks on islands and telling Jalen Hurts, we dare you to just throw to your guys on the outside. We're, we're, we're basically saying, go ahead and complete it if you want. We're giving you those throws. We're willing to bet you're not going to be able to do it consistently enough and effectively enough to impact this game. So that was where the, the frustration actually stemmed from. Like, if you, if you were listening or watching that game, you could hear Troy Aikman be like, my God, you've got single coverage. Just take the one-on-one matchup. Devontae Smith, it took them forever to get him involved in the game, and he really wasn't involved even once they did target him a couple times. But they could have. He was one-on-one on the outside. And I think that same thing could have applied to the Dallas Cowboys too and, and just how they struggled to you know, really find ways of just getting CeeDee Lamb isolated. And, and that's the thing. Offensive football has gone from this whole deal where you just try to find a way of getting your best playmaker isolated in a one-on-one matchup so they can't double them, and then you're going to work to them. But it's almost gotten to the point now where like, there's all these different variations and things that we're trying to do or show and set up, and, and they've made it more complicated than it needs to be. So he's 100% right. If you were going into a meeting, a big meeting, and you had your best closer in the meeting, why would you do an entire presentation, right? An entire presentation and never have your closer get involved with closing the deal. Yeah. Why would you why would you have someone that you pay top dollar to do the job that you brought them in to do, not be a part of what it is that you're doing. Oh, you know, we want to make that person a decoy so that uh, you're paying attention to that person, but it's going to be someone else that closes the deal. It doesn't make sense. If you have a closer, let your closer handle the meeting and close it. You introduce it, let them close it. It's the same thing here. If you have used a first-round draft pick and, and they were saying that this kid is, is you know, I, I mean, there were so many people commenting on his national championship game only a year ago, year removed from it, and, and how they, they utilized him to, to win a national championship. And then now you're in the playoffs and he doesn't touch the ball. I mean, you look at Kansas City. Did Tariq Hill touch the ball? Did Kelsey touch the ball? Oh, all right. You look at the 49ers. Did did Debo Samuels get the ball from every position on the field? Huh. So you're looking at all these teams. Did did they go to their guys in Cincinnati? Did they go? Did they go to uh, who's who's my guy's name? Uh, who's the best guy? Jamar Chase. Best, Jamar Chase. Did they go to yeah. Chase? Yeah. You know, if you're not going to feed Shaquille O'Neal the ball. 
why do you pay him and have him on your roster? So it's one, he's 100% correct. And it does get frustrating when you see these are the guys that are being hired to coach these teams. You know, and then there's always the big conversations and the discussions of who's qualified to do what and what is that. Like, it happened. And, like, listen, Kellen Moore has proven that he knows how to call games. Was it Kellen Moore's fault? Was it Dak Prescott's fault? I don't know. Was it both their faults? Was it Mike McCarthy's fault? I don't know whose fault it was. I don't know whose fault it was in Philadelphia. But I do know this. Why, as you mentioned, Brady, why get so cute with what it is that you're doing. My guy is better than your guy, and I'm going to show you he's better. Boom. That's how a Michael Irving is created. That's how a Deion Sanders is created. That's how a Randy Moss is created. You think they didn't know that they were going to go up top to Randy Moss? That's why they call it getting mossed. They got people on him. We're still going to throw the ball to him. So I I just don't – you know, there's certain things about today's NFL that I really, really love – and there's some things about the, today's NFL that I really, really hate. And not going to your main guy is one of those things. I just I, – I, I found myself – before Troy even said it, I was like, why are they not tar- – why do they keep targeting their tight end the entire time? So, yeah, so, Dallas Goddard. So who's, who's that on? Is that, is that McCarthy? Is it Kellen Moore? Is it Dak Prescott who's got final say in all this? Like who is that on that, that they're not utilizing the opportunity to pick up yards or plays? I mean, I guess you could apply the same thing to Philadelphia. Like why, why wasn't there a different approach here's, going into that game? Here's the hard part about what you just asked. When you say Dak Prescott has final say, why? Because he's the guy out there? I mean, there's a fine line between audibling when you've got a bad play call versus what the defense is giving you and giving yourself a chance versus just outright being insubordinate. And that's the hard thing is if you've got a quarterback out there who time and time again is being insubordinate and not running what you want to run as a play caller, um, I I think you got a problem. And you're probably going to call a timeout and be like, what's going on, man? Like, either you have faith and trust in what I'm seeing and what we're talking about on the headset and what we're trying to attack, or you don't. So that's the hard thing for Dak Prescott. His role is more of just execution, but he can also be on the sidelines saying, look, we haven't gotten a CD all day. Like, come on, coach. Like, figure out a way of putting him in positions or isolating him or let's get him going. Let's get him the ball. Jalen Hurts could say the same thing to Nick Sirianni. And say, give me – now, granted, there were some opportunities that he missed some reads in that Ooh, game. Clear. But he could go over there and say, get, we need to get Devontae more involved. Like, did we draft in the first round for a reason? Quez Watkins is isolated. Let's give Quez a couple shots downfield. Let, let, let's, let's try to get things going on the outside to get these wide receivers going. Those are the conversations that you can have on the sidelines with, you know, your head coach or your coordinator, depending on who's calling plays. But, you know, as far as saying, well, he's got final say – that's a slippery slope because, you, you, you know, as a, as a quarterback, you don't want to be insubordinate. You don't want to be seeming like you're out there doing something or, or going against an entire coaching staff that is prepared the entire week for this, has broken things down just as much as you, if not more. And, and now they're the ones who are up top in the booth and down on the field getting a sense and idea of what's best moving forward. 
God, it's, uh, and and the stuff Albert Breer was saying, because uh, I know Brady, you had hinted at this that uh, you know maybe Dan Quinn, if they were going to turn it over to somebody, if they didn't like what they saw, if they felt like the change of coach is the move, uh, maybe Dan Quinn would be the guy. And then Albert Breer joined us last hour and said, "Look, they love Dan Quinn, and the way his contract is structured, it would cost a lot for them to try and retain him because you know, all the money he still owed from Atlanta. Like maybe it's not out of the." <laughs> Maybe it's not the craziest thought in the world that that they continue to take a closer look at this. Dan Quinn gets a knock at his door from another team, and then they just decide, you know what? Nothing Mike McCarthy has said makes sense. The game plan doesn't make sense, and we go in a different direction. Can I ask this question? And obviously we don't have time because we're up against the dancer now, but maybe tease for the next. Because I'm curious to get your responses from this. Is Green Bay better off without Mike McCarthy? Oh, man. That's... Okay, I mean, and how does yeah. that play a role in the thought process of Jerry and Stephen Jones? Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, let's uh, let's have that discussion. That's a good one. Uh, it is uh, two pros and a cup of Joe here, Fox Sports Radio. It's uh, we were brought to you by Discover. Real credit card questions require real people, someone who understands your issues and works to resolve them with you. That's why Discover offers helpful U.S. based representatives available twenty four seven. Discover exceptionally common sense. So we will get to that. That is an interesting question. What does Green Bay and the future of Green Bay have to do with Mike McCarthy and his future in Dallas? We'll get into all that for you right here on FSR. We've hit the divisional round of the NFL playoffs and DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL, still has huge cash prizes up for grabs. And this week, new customers can get in the game and play free for millions with their first deposit. There are only a few weeks of football left, so draft your squad now. And playing daily fantasy football is simple. You're probably thinking, I've never done this before. Listen to this. You just pick your lineup of NFL stars while staying under the salary cap and score enough points to bring home cash. And with a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes, you'll feel the action of the divisional round like never before. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code 2PROS. That's the number 2PROS to play free for millions. That's right. Enter promo code code two pros to get a free shot at millions in total prizes with your first deposit get in the action for the divisional round only at DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the nfl minimum five dollar deposit required eligibility restrictions apply see draftkings.com for details be sure to catch live editions of two pros in a cup of joe with brady quinn lavar errington and jonas knox weekdays at 6 a.m eastern 3 a.m pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Harmony, harmony. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio. Lavar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Uh, coming up a little over ten minutes from now, uh, could we have a uh, firing? A coach fired? Uh, somebody on the hot seat? A lot of drama and some uh, some things circling here. Uh, we will get into all that speculation coming up here uh, ten minutes from now on FSR. Uh, we have been talking a lot about uh, you know obviously the NFL and uh, we got the playoffs coming up um, and uh, you know had a little prop at monster, but the Dallas Cowboys. 
Cowboys are a storyline in the NFL yet again based on what happened. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys uh, and and the the way their season ended. And you've got uh, you know Mike McCarthy talking about everything from Ezekiel Elliott's status uh, with the team and talking about uh, the situation there in Dallas. He's also talked a lot about uh, the final play call and all that decision making. And um, you know we talked with uh, Albert Breer uh, earlier last hour here on Fox Sports Radio, and and I'll give credit where credit is due. Brady kind of threw this out there. I thought they were going in the direction of possibly favoring Kellen Moore, the offensive coordinator. But according to Albert Breer, there could be some smoke here, could be some fire with the smoke in regards to Dan Quinn's future with the Dallas Cowboys. I can't be clearer about this. They love Dan Quinn. Stephen Jones does not want to lose Dan Quinn. And there's a nuance in his contract situation that's actually really interesting. I think it was 14 years ago when they gave Jason Garrett that huge raise to stay and keep coaching under Wade Phillips, right, because they love Jason. Yeah. Well, they can't do that here. And the reason why is that Dan Quinn's still getting paid by the Falcons. And so the offsets are such where, I mean, they would have to pay him like $9, $10 million a year to give him a, a raise over what he's already making. And so, like, I mean, I, I don't know what the Cowboys could do other than making him the head coach to keep him away from taking a job in, say, Denver with a guy who he knows really well and the general manager there, George Payton. So, can, can I pose this question to you guys? Sure. Because my mind started percolating when I said Mike McCarthy brought in uh, Nolan and then corrected it by bringing in uh, Quinn. Is there a possibility that it wasn't McCarthy that brought – uh Quinn in is there a possibility that they actually brought brought him in as a an outlet as as an alternative if <clears throat> excuse me a if, coach if, in if waiting Ma- I mean is this is that possible uh I think it's possible I mean I also think if if you look at Dallas last year I mean clearly Mike Nolan was the 3-4 scheme they wanted to get back to more of a four down scheme and I think that that made sense and was a fit. You know, Dan Quinn was available and it happened to work out. That probably crossed their mind. But upon hiring him, I don't think they knew they were going to love him as much as they do now, right? Mm. I mean, initially it was just, hey, a great hire. Now you look at it and you go, oh, yeah, everyone loves this guy. I mean, I'll be honest with you, just, just to draw a comparison, similar to Marcus Freeman now at Notre Dame. Originally, you looked at it, and Clark Lee takes that coaching job at Vanderbilt. We've got to replace this void. Let's go bring in a young, defensive-minded talent in Marcus Freeman. And he gets there in one year's time, is beloved. And so much so that when Brian Kelly leaves to go take the LSU job, everyone's like, this is our guy. Like, like it, it kind of it kind of displayed itself. It kind of it worked out that way, right? I, I, I wonder if there's some degree of that. Here's some stats, though, that I find kind of interesting. Do you know that over the course of Mike McCarthy's tenure, which, you know, he he was there for the last, I believe, two years of Brett Favre's career and then obviously Aaron Rodgers, at no point ever did he have a run like Matt LaFleur has had as head coach of the Green Bay Packers, where they've gone 13 and what? What what was it? 13 and four this year? Is that what it was? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. And then the previous two years, 13 and three, 13 and three. At no point ever... Did Mike McCarthy accomplish that during his time in Green Bay? And if you actually look at his first two years now, Dallas Cowboys head coach, 
they were what twelve and, and five this year in the regular season, and the yeah. year before they were six and ten. Yep. So, you know, two seasons together now. He's eighteen and fifteen as a Dallas Cowboys head coach. Obviously lost uh, in in the in the first round of the playoffs. You know what Jason Garrett's last two years were? Eighteen and fourteen. Yeah. Almost identical. Now the difference is you get that wide range of a six and ten losing season, the sky is falling, and then hey, we won the division, we're going to the playoffs now. We're, we're the best team in the NFC East. Whereas Jason Garrett, yeah, they're, they're, I think they won it maybe a, a, his, you know, a few years back, and then they're a second that following year. So it was, a, it was a little bit more consistency of approach. Maybe not necessarily at that high point then, but clearly he had that throughout his course of his time. He was with the Dallas Cowboys. So I, I guess I venture to say, has Mike McCarthy in the two years he's been there provided Dallas with anything more than what they already had in Jason Garrett? Based on the two years we've had with him, no, he hasn't. He hasn't really done anything different. I wonder, like, the one thing that you would say that would point to, well, you know, give him another year to, to figure this out, which I do think that's probably where this goes. Although, you know, hearing Albert talk about the Dan Quinn stuff and what they would have to pay him, that makes throws a whole new wrinkle into it, is he could point to last season and say, well, I lost my quarterback. You know, I lost my quarterback, and, uh, you know, we had the, uh, the pandemic and all the other things to go along with it, but it still doesn't explain, like, some of these losses when you did have your quarterback. Like, like some of the – like, it was him that brought in Mike Nolan so that was his decision there the way that it ended in Green Bay you know the stories that came out where you know he he was getting a massage at one point in a you know in in the coach's room or he was asleep and he seemed like he was kind of checked out and you know like he wasn't really into it anymore and then he tells everybody that he had been uh, you know studying the Dallas Cowboys all year long in some barn in Wisconsin somewhere only to find out he didn't really watch any Dallas Cowboy game I, I I just wonder if there's a little bit of buyer's remorse from Jerry Jones and company, and and if ultimately they just decide, look, if we're going to do it, we're going to do it now, and, and we feel like we have justification to do so based on how the season ended. Can I? Can I? Uh, let me address Brady's question: Are were, are the Green Bay Packers better off without Mike McCarthy uh, as they've moved forward without him? And then I'll get to Dallas as it applies to Dallas. Uh, I think they are better off without Mike McCarthy in in Green Bay. And and the reason why I think that they're better off without Mike McCarthy in Green Bay is because at some point we, we all know that Mike McCarthy and Aaron Rodgers fell out of favor with one another, whether it was more Mike to, to Aaron or, or Aaron to, to Mike, either way. They fell out of favor, and you're not going to get rid of Aaron over over Mike McCarthy. LaFleur comes in and finds a way to find that common ground with Aaron Rodgers. So they're better off. As this applies to Mike McCarthy in Dallas, you, you mentioned the whole thing, I didn't have Dak Prescott. Well, you had Dak this year, and your offense – did not take definitive steps forward. In fact, when your offense was was needed and called for to be more, they were less. And so while they, they had some statistical um, categories where it, 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 it looked good, it still was much of the same. They, they, had, they had good productive games against teams that weren't that good. And against teams that weren't as good or teams that were better, this team struggled. So to me, 
are they better off with Mike McCarthy as the coach? Well, first off, you don't have Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. Second of all, if you're going to to be better, you have to accept the fact that in reality, your offense has to do better than what it's done over the course of the last, well, during his tenure as the head coach. I just, I look at the situation, I go, man, if this continues on uh, to where we, we you hear the threats out there, the potential that somebody's going to go uh, and, and swipe Dan Quinn, I, I just, it feels like McCarthy doesn't have enough I don't know if he's got good enough answers for the Dallas Cowboys, but it just feels like we're his hearing last play. His last I, play response just, wasn't good. I'll yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I just but 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 again, to, to Albert Breer's point, Jerry Jones doesn't want to admit he's wrong and to have to acknowledge like they don't they don't turn and burn head coaches a lot. I mean, the last one, I think, was Chan Gailey years ago. But usually everybody gets at least three years there. And, and there's a lot of people that thought Jason Garrett should have been, you know, should have been ousted a long time before he was. But. Mike McCarthy's not a cowboy. Like, he doesn't have that vested interest like a lot of these guys have, like a Jason Garrett had, like, you know, maybe even a Sean Payton or some of these other guys. And so maybe it makes it easier for them to part ways with, but it just it just feels like we're, we're four days away from this game and, and it's slowly starting to build up more and more the possibility of him being on the way out, which is fast. But it's the Dallas Cowboys. That's the way this coverage goes. I, I just kind of go back and you look through Jason Garrett's tenure with the Dallas Cowboys. He had one losing season, right? And that was back in, I want to say, 2015. Yeah. So it was before Dak got there. It was when Tony Romo got hurt, and they had a number of quarterbacks rotating in and out. Matt but, Castle was there. That was, yep. yeah. Kellen Moore played. He was a player back then at that point in time. Yeah. But, I mean, it, he only had, that was his only losing season. Think about that for a yeah. second. And he's won the division three times. They obviously never were able to get past the divisional round. I just, I don't know. It, it, it's, it's so hard because you look at it and you're like, well, how is, like, where are they at right now? How is this any different than, than what they have with Jason Garrett? And I wonder if they're you know, pondering if it takes Dan Quinn to come in there and get them to that next step. Even though he doesn't have the Super Bowl on his resume in regards to winning one, he's been to one. I just there's a there's got to be a lot of things running through the minds of Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones right now. If you let Dan Quinn go and you love him that much after one year of him being there, you you got to wonder how that's going to affect them, you know, moving forward if they're watching him have success somewhere else next year. Okay, let me throw this just a quick scenario before we go to Eddie Garcia. If you find out the Giants are on the verge of making Dan Quinn their head coach. Ooh, what do they do? We, you cannot allow that to happen. <laughs> no, 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 you know no, I mean? no. Because well, let me pose this question. I'll, I'll answer it by saying this. If they move on from Mike McCarthy and they hire Dan Quinn, do they care that Mike McCarthy could go to the Giants? No. Do you even think the Giants would hire no. him? No. No. I don't either. Because the, no. the way that this has gone, I, this feels like that's a wrap on Mike McCarthy as a head coach. Like, it feels like this has gone bad enough, at least public-wise or, or PR-wise, that it feels like there's real questions about him. And to your point, seeing what Green Bay has done without him, Aaron Rodgers has gotten better. They've gotten significantly better. I I just I think if the Giants if if it's the Giants 
and they're on the verge of making Dan Quinn their head coach, which which would be a good hire for the Giants. I mean, I get every time you say it, I get like this little weird energy surge. <laughs> Telling you, man. I, 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 that now that I never even put that one together, but oh my gosh, bro! If you bring in Dan Quinn to New York to the Giants, I. Oh. Let's get an update. My only thing that I'd say is like, what is when Mike McCarthy came back, they were saying Kellen Moore, Kellen Moore is calling the plays. He's getting all these head coaching interviews. You, you kind of have to wonder like what value has Mike McCarthy brought? Yeah. I mean, cause he's That's never been play question. caller from the jump, right? He never won at any point during the, during his time in Dallas, he's never called plays no. and he was calling plays majority of his time in green Bay. Correct. Correct. Yeah. So, yeah, it's an interesting situation to, to monitor. All right. Uh, two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio coming up next. Uh, speaking of uh, head coaches on the hot seat, we could see a brand new one here uh, coming up soon. Uh, we'll get to that. But for all the latest from around the world of sports, a guy who's never on the hot seat, our guy, Eddie Garcia. You know, if Mike McCarthy gets fired, he could uh, coach your Hawaii Rainbows there, Jonas. They got a coaching uh, vacancy, right? Hey, yeah. hey, Eddie, we got to take shots this early in the morning. What, what, what? They got some issues here, all right? Todd Graham's gone. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, June Jones is throwing his throw, name in the hat. Can I throw Lavar's out there? Out there, his name for that job. Yeah, why not? I mean, Lavar, would you coach in Hawaii? I would. If you come, I'll go. <laughs> All right. I mean, go make the call, we man. Go, Let's we go, go to Hawaii, man. If we go as a package deal. I'll go. Uh, so the, the problem is though, you got to take Jonas as like your quality well, control listen, coach or something. Uh, that's fine. Sense. And for the yeah. uh, for the people listening on uh, the Blowtorch uh, Fox Sports 990 out there on Honolulu, uh, just just know, make a couple of calls and we'll be out there. A little three man team there, coach the Hawaii yeah. Rainbow Warriors. Okay. I certainly would think I would entertain it if you went Brady. Oh, I'd go. I'd tell my wife, right. be like, hey, well, we're going to move to Hawaii and go coach. Hey, like, bro, oh, by the way, Eddie's, Eddie's Hawaiian. Eddie, why don't you? Uh, you should be a part of this <laughs> I coaching staff. I mean, staff. I was born there. I don't know that makes that makes me, you know, like Polynesian or anything. Cool. But, uh, yeah. oh, but it makes you Hawaiian. Why it not? makes you Eddie? Hawaiian I get, born. I get, I get Hawaiian born, yes. That is accurate. Yes, yeah, all right, okay. let's all go. We're all going. Yeah. Let's Roberto, go. Roberto, yeah. go. Roberto, are you in? Roberto's in. Come on. Let's go. Let's go. Come on, ski to lap. There's no mountains out there, but you can go. No, there's mountains. Leroy. Yeah, not ski You could ski a volcano. All right, let's go. All right, all right. All right. Uh, let's, let's check the night in the NBA. We had the Sixers beating the Magic 123 to 110. Joel Embiid accrued 50 points in 27 minutes of action. Nikola Jokic a triple double for Denver, 49 points, 14 rebounds, 10 assists. Nuggets over the Clippers 130-128 in overtime. Bulls beat the Cavaliers 117 to 104, while the Heat topped the Trailblazers 104-92. So Miami still percentage points behind Chicago in the race for the best record in the East. The Nets are a half game back of both those teams. Kyrie Irving 30 points. Lead them to a 119-118 win over the Wizards in D.C. Bucks beat the Grizzlies 126-114. Giannis Antetokounmpo 33 points, 15 rebounds for Milwaukee. And the Lakers lost at home to the Pacers 111-104. L.A. now below 500, 22-23. And the big news out of this game was Russell Westbrook being benched uh, late in the game. College basketball number two, Auburn has won 14 straight to beat Georgia 83-60 to improve to 17-1 on the season. Alabama beat number 13 LSU 70-67. Marquette knocked off number 11 Villanova. 57-54 also wins for number 12 Kentucky and number 20 Xavier. NHL we had the Rangers beating the Maple Leafs 6-3 and the Avalanche shut off the Ducks 
2 to nothing. Tonight, we have the Dallas Mavericks hosting the Phoenix Suns. That's our Discover Card key matchup. Brought to you by Discover. If you're a valued customer, you deserve a simple gesture of appreciation from your credit card company. That's why Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year. Discover exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. Now back to LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and Jonas Knox in the Fox Sports Radio studios. Thank you, Eddie. Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio. We're going to have uh, the news with BQ coming up here in about 10 minutes from now. Um, but, uh, you know, the uh, Los Angeles Lakers, uh, which are a mediocre basketball team at this point uh, with a lot of superstars there, uh, they've got a little bit of an issue. Um, Frank Vogel, the head coach, uh, how dare he uh, bench Russell uh, Westbrook late in uh, Wednesday's game? Um, and uh, and then all of a sudden you got some weird reactions from LeBron afterwards. Uh, Russell Westbrook not thrilled about it. Uh, according to reports, uh, he was given the green light by the front office uh, to go ahead and bench Westbrook, who's been struggling all year long um, and been uh, getting a lot of criticism in this town and, and from NBA people all year long. Uh, then it was uh, Chris Haynes uh, who reported that the Lakers will not be making a uh, personnel move at this juncture. Uh, Frank Vogel will travel with the team to coach in Orlando on Friday, according to sources. Um, but there is the feeling that we could be uh, the end could be near for Frank Vogel because uh, how dare he bench Russell Westbrook? Is yeah. this another LA sports team firing someone on a tarmac? Is that is that how this uh, is going to work out? Yeah. Hey. Like uh, look. You know, it's, it's LeBron's team, and uh, when LeBron says afterwards, "I'm going to go, I'm going to go to the movies with my wife," uh, yeah. that leads me to believe that he's not thrilled about the situation either. So. so they're in the eighth spot right now in the West, which would still make them a playoff team, even though they're a game below 500. My question is, and it kind of gets to the point now, especially in talking NBA, which you know we're not quite there yet because the NFL is still going on, and the NFL is king. Thank God, but. I always feel like with LeBron teams, as long as they get to the playoffs, then it's like, all right, you throw all the the seating out the window because it's LeBron and he's good enough to take over. And I think this roster is good enough to be able to make it all work. Like, I don't worry about this team unless they're in a position where they're the 10th seed right now in the West and they're not going to make it. Then you're like, okay, they need to have a sense of urgency. And maybe you still would say that right now, given that they're, they're sitting in the eighth spot. Um, even though technically I think their record's tied with um, Minnesota, the Timberwolves. But the, the point is this. As long as they get to the playoffs, that's really the only thing that matters to me. Because then you can throw out seeds, and I think you look at the Lakers, and you might say, well, you know, home court advantage matters. Yeah, it does to a degree, but not so much as I think it does in other sports. And so I'll generally just say that. Like, this is a team where you had a lot of new pieces come on this offseason. Older pieces, which some people made fun of, took issue with. But I don't know how making that sort of change at this juncture of the season is going to help you then finish the way you need to and then move on and try to go win a championship. The only problem is is in the normal playoff format, I, I would agree with you, but now they've got that play-in tournament. So now you're getting into these one game scenarios and, and you know, Oh, you they, mean like last year where they yeah, had to go that route? They, they did. And what happened How'd in the that first round? Out? Well, I'm just saying what happened in the first round? I, I, I don't think they're better than they were last year. Like, I, I mean, I, I think they're worse than they are last year with all the other issues that they got going on. It feels like they're going to make a move, whether it's the coach, whether it's another trade. I, I just, you know, I wonder if, if we've seen, and I'll just say it, 
we've seen the last of, of LeBron James winning titles in L.A. It's over. I mean, they got their bubble championship, but they got a half championship ring and they got to ride the teacups in Disney World. And congratulations. I mean, I think that's a wonderful story for the entire you, family. You guys do realize, but you do realize that that's what all the drama is about. You do got you. You guys do understand the, that, right? The this half isn't championship. About, this isn't about Russell Westbrook. This is about LeBron James continuing building legacy. It's about what they're chasing. He's chasing immortality. He's chasing definitively with all of the stats. He still hasn't hasn't got as many championships as as MJ. That's what this is all about. So it can't be over. LeBron will not allow for you to say that, Jonas. It cannot right. be over. They have to figure out what the combination is in order to get there. And if it's Vogel, that's the problem. They'll get him out and bring somebody else in. If it's Russ, that's the problem. If it's the old, you know, the old group that's there, then he'll move them out, just like he did with Kuzma and the rest of those guys, Harold, um, uh, all those guys. Yeah. He'll do whatever he needs to do to get to those championships. But they won in the playing round last year, so I, I don't know why that matters as much to him. I know he complained about it, but, it, I mean, they eventually ended up losing to the team that represented the West. True. He so I, I just To Jonas's point, like, I don't think it, it really matters. Like, I know he complains about it. But it's not like that it impacted them last year. It impacted the Warriors more than anyone else. Yeah, it's uh, – I mean if, – if, I mean, well, if you think about it, if anything, the play-in by, you know, by uh, the way it's set up actually gave him an opportunity, right? Because the play-in would be teams that wouldn't necessarily be in the playoffs, Correct. Uh, in like, the old, yeah, two of them. In the old format, yeah. it, it, it's seven through ten going to the play-in tournament. Right. So, so you can. So why have a problem with it if if it that actually worked to their benefit? Because it, it it wasn't his idea. Like this is this is what it is. Like if it's if it's not. Well, his no, idea, it's he's because he had that. to play another game. Right. Yeah. That goes against the load management and all yeah. that. That he's you know, so, dealing with. It's still that. about championships yeah. with him. Like it's not over. No. He can't. He can't allow for you to say that because it's the only like. Okay, play with his son. Play with Bronny. That's the. That's the that's other it. reason. Yeah. That's really the only other reason. I, I, that, I think no, that's a goal the, of his. You, I really you do. Got, he's got to surpass Mike in championships. Wow. Uh, good luck with that. Uh, it's uh, two pros and a cup <laughs> of Joe. Fox Sports Radio. All right. Coming up next is the news with BQ, and it's yours right here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Mike check. Mike check. If you want exclusive insight from the biggest names in the sports game, what's good? This is national champion and former pro baller Chris Johnson. And let me tell you a little bit about my new series, KJ Live. KJ Live is the only show featuring me going one-on-one with the brightest basketball minds on the planet to get the real. And when I say real, I mean that real. I got legendary Hall of Famers, elite coaches, and the top basketball insiders bringing you a unique perspective on all things hoops culture that you will not find anywhere else. To make your next move your best move. And tap in with me on KJ Live, wherever you get your podcast from. Got hit by a car, but I'm okay. I just got hit by a car, but I'm okay, Tim. That's the first I'm, I'm on okay. TV, Woo! We're all good. Are you okay? I'm okay. Yeah, you know, that's live TV for you. It's all good. I actually got hit by a car in college, too, just like that. Wow. I am so glad I'm okay. Yeah. You're okay. You're okay. We're all good. <laughs> this 
is off. Oh, you know what? It's you, off. One you sure woman you're okay, Tori? We're good, Tim. Ma'am, you, sure you okay? are so sweet and you are okay. So it is all good. You know, I... <laughs> oh, Lord. So you... <laughs> you know it's my last week on the job and I think this would happen. I mean, uh, yeah. a Tim, lot of Tim questions a, come from this. Tim, Tim is a D-bag, mm. first and foremost. Yeah, he like, wasn't that concerned, was he? Not, first off, the first thing he should have said was, oh, my gosh, are you okay? Like, yeah. that's the first thing. Are you okay? Like, he's like, oh, well, that's a first on television. Like, yeah. And then she's like, actually, it's not. Like I hit my one in college. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah I, call, I call BS. Uh, I, I don't buy it for a second. I think that was a plant. I think that was deliberate, oh, her final gosh. week on the job. I mean, oh, you mean to tell me she got hit with a car in college too it's like getting struck i mean it's like i'm gonna say it and i'll take the blame for it but did you notice who was driving did you notice the lady she was referring to uh, who's the lady she was, was a lady i'm just saying it looks like she hit a patch of ice i'm right. just saying like, <laughs> listen I, I just i don't buy it for a second i think that's bs i think they wanted to try and boost some ratings they wanted so desperately to be on the bq news that they had her get hit by a car it's a bunch of crap you got to stop trying to throw these soft balls past me i'm swinging for the fences here and i'm calling them oh, out on their wow. crap oh i, I, I wow. think crap. they hit a patch of ice and the car slid into her hence why she was there a water main broke because the temperatures got so cold so frigid you could see the pavement in the background so hopefully we can tweet this out it did seem like it was slick and that that was a possibility i'm just glad she's okay i mean it, again you i sent the video to you guys that car slammed into oh, her. Smashed her into the. Yeah, it smashed her into the yeah, camera. I think she was wearing stunt gear. I think she had. Uh, oh, I think she geez. had protective wear on. Listen, like it's like somebody telling you, "Hey, I got hit by lightning twice." Okay, hold on a second. Once is unbelievable enough. You got hit twice. She got hit by a car twice in her career. Get out of here. She was. She was a good yes. sport about it, though. I mean, I. She I would have. I would have milked that thing all the way out. I'd be like, <laughs> "Oh my leg! Oh my back! <laughs> Should have Oh my back! But we could screen. settle this thing." For out of court for <laughs> Well, I would have been back, trying to get paid. Back to your original point, though. I mean, what is wrong with Tim? Like, he wasn't shocked, surprised, nothing. That's crazy. Yeah. Tim could care less. <laughs> you know Tim, so, Tim would have been like, I think she died. Let's uh, let's move on to uh, weather. Tim's like me. He smelled a rat from a mile away, too. He knows it's a oh, BS story. Geez. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. 